and welcome to the Paranormal Sun, coming to you live from Tower Studios. As always, I'm JT, and I'll be your tour guide as we explore the unexplained. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope that you're happy, healthy, and well wherever you are in the world. I hope that the holiday season is treating you well. I hope that those of you who have had to deal with all of the BS that 2020 has had to put on our plates are feeling a bit more optimistic about 2021. I've not been well the last few days, but I'm fine. It's nothing too serious. But it's just caused me a few headaches as far as getting things done, like getting the show finished and uploaded. So I do apologize that it's a day and a bit late. But outside of that, I'm doing relatively well. Once I finish recording this, I'm going to go and take a break for a couple of days from the internet, from social media and all of that, and just sit back and relax and watch the world go by as the saying goes. Now this program is going to be slightly different than what you're used to. I won't have any news of the damned on this episode, as I say. I really haven't been feeling very well, and I don't want to delay the episode any further because it was an amazing episode, an amazing conversation I had with a very close friend of the show now. As time has gone on in the last month or so since I did this interview, it's really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And as if you couldn't guess from the name of the show and the artwork for the show's cover, etc., the program was all about tarot. So I had a tarot reading, my very first one for you, the listeners, so you can follow along at home. One other thing with these interviews that I've done, especially the early ones, I'm always learning, I'm always trying to present better shows for you, the listeners. With these interviews, some of the early ones that I've done, I had some issues with bandwidth and various other things. Now, I am working on getting that sorted. As you know, here at the Paranormal Sun, I don't rest on my laurels, I try and improve, I try and make things better as we move ahead. But unfortunately, there's not a lot I can do about some of these older ones and some of the issues. But rest assured, going ahead, once we get through the next few that I've got in the can, so to speak, then I'll be doing everything in my power to make sure that you don't have dropouts and glitches and sound lags. So I do apologize for that. They aren't too terrible in this episode. But there are a few noticeable ones. There's one near the very end. And if you are curious about what the question was that was asked after Timmy finished up my reading, then there was a general reading for the world at large in 2021. And that's what the final segment of the program is about. You'll hear Timmy discussing in this episode that occasionally she will do special rates for readings. Now, she's currently got a very special rate going on, and it's for the year ahead reading for 2021. So, from December 21st through January 15th, if you've got it booked, then you can get a 12 card reading, so one for each month for only $21 US. And, folks, that is a very good deal. So, I would encourage you, if you are interested in tarot, if it's something that you're interested in, then I would pursue going ahead and getting a booking before it all fills up. Definitely a very good deal from everything I've seen elsewhere. Listen to the episode if you want to know more. If you're curious, enjoy this episode and then make up your own mind. 
But again, folks, I would say if there was ever a time that you wanted to try it, I would encourage you to book this offer now. There won't be any quote at the end, so don't stick around for that. Aside from that, I do have some very exciting news to announce. Now, I've told you folks over and over about the New Year's prediction show that is definitely going through. I have a minimum of two guests. I may have a third, so I'm going to go ahead and announce to you here, right now, here's your exclusive... Dave from the old 77 podcast will be joining me, and Timmy, who you will hear on this awesome episode, will also be joining me as a guest host, and we're going to have a lot of fun. You've still got time to get your predictions in. You can send your predictions through up until the 27th of December in the U.S. or the 28th here in New Zealand, because that's when we will be recording the episode, so obviously I can't read it for you after that. Aside from that, I'll have a few of my own predictions. I've invited the guests to also have predictions if they would like for 2021. Now, there may be a mystery guest as well. I'm just not quite sure right now if we can get that lined up. But if we can, we may have a proper panel. So, my friends, I hope that you have an amazing Christmas and Boxing Day. For those of you who celebrate, for those of you who don't, I do hope that December treats you well as we head to the end of the year. Uh, I'm not going to hang around too long here. I just, as I say, I just wanted to give you that information. Make sure you tune in for that 2021 prediction show. That is really going to be fun and exciting. On top of that, just some questions I do get asked from time to time again, and I do try to cover them. If you're looking for the program, you can go to Instagram and find the Paranormal Sun. There's the Paranormal Sun Facebook group, Probably the best now moving forward, if you go to the Instagram page and click on the bio and click the link, there's like a link tree type setup with all of the different places you can go and find the Paranormal Sun, places where you can support the program if you'd like to. I've also organized an address for you, a physical mail address. So if there's something that you wanted to send to me here, if you wanted to send me a postcard or a book or something or a letter, you can send snail mail to P.O. Box 475, Drury, which is D-R-U-R-Y, New Zealand, 2247. Yes, our zip codes here in New Zealand only have four digits. So folks, if there's something that you'd like to send me, if there's a book or something, or you just want to write a letter, you can send it to that address. And again, you can find that both on the Paranormal Sun website, which is www.theparanormalsun.com. And you can also find it in those links that I've talked about on the Instagram page. Now, aside from that, my friends, as I say, have a great Christmas, have a great Boxing Day, and don't forget to tune in on New Year's Eve in the U.S. is when I plan to have this program out, and I'm going to go hellbent for leather to try and get it out on time. Now, one other thing, we'll just see how we go this week. I'm going to take the next couple days off. I, I haven't been well. I just need a good refresher and a good break, and honestly, I've earned it. So if I do have time, though, I might try and sneak out a separate news segment, as I haven't done one for a while. Aside from that, thank you, everyone. Thank you for your support throughout the year. Enjoy the holidays, and enjoy this gift from myself, the Paranormal Son, and Timmy at Ace of Cups Readings. This is a really amazing episode. 
I think you'll really enjoy it. Enjoy yourself, my friends, and I will talk to you soon. The views and opinions expressed by guests on The Paranormal Sun are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoint or the position of JT, The Paranormal Sun, or Tower Studios New Zealand. Hi, Timmy. Welcome to The Paranormal Sun. I really enjoy your content on Instagram, and that's, folks, that's Ace of Cups Readings. I wanted to make sure I had a chance to have you on the show. Oh, great. Thank you so much for having me, JT. No, of course. Uh, It's something that I've been looking to quite a while. I think that the listeners are really going to enjoy it. It's something that's always interested me. It's quite fascinating. And I think it's something that people are really want to hopefully want to find out more. Just a bit of full disclosure for the audience so that you know. For those of you that don't know, uh, here you already know on The Paranormal Sun, we keep an open mind. I'm one of those people that I don't go into something with prejudgment generally. I always try to keep a blank page so that we can go where we may. And the thing is that I've never had a tarot reading, and Timmy is being so kind as to conduct my very first one for all of you to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, do you want me to just give you some background on me? Is that a good place to start? Of course. (laughs) Okay, so... So, as you said, my handle on Instagram is Ace of Cups Readings. My name is Timothy, but most people call me Timmy. That's a whole different story that we can talk about another time. Right. Um, right. So, I am, I usually announce myself as a tarot reader, an intuitive, and a musician. I'm actually a trained classical musician. I trained as an opera singer. Uh, For many years, I have taught voice and piano and I also direct children's theater so that's kind of what I do during the day but I've also been a tarot reader for a very long time I think I got my first deck when I was a teenager a gift from my mom and you know but I do have to say I for a very long time would sort of just use it as a party trick kind of the way you see it portrayed in movie and TV and things like that. And I didn't take it super seriously, but I always liked it. And in general, I've always been into kind of witchy stuff and paranormal stuff, but it sort of was taking a back burner for a long time. Right. In 2017, 2018, I I picked up my deck again, then I picked up a new deck, and now I have lots of decks, which again is a whole nother issue. But I was kind of going through a little bit of a rough time personally. Right. And I started using my tarot more as a tool of self-reflection and kind of self-help and almost self-therapy in a way, uh, just by doing a daily poll where I pulled a card and then that, that would be my prompt for my journal every day. And it really, really helped me. And it really got me back into it. It made me really sit down and just do it so much that I really learned the decks and how the system works, which I can go into later if you would like. Right. And then I kind of spun out into doing it for friends and then doing it for family in addition to myself. And then eventually I said, Hey, you know what? I should, I should start doing it. You know, I feel like I should just, I should be, letting other people have access to this great thing and they should know about it. So I started offering readings to other people and I have my own webpage, aceofcupsreadings.com. I started my Instagram and now I do tarot readings a lot. I also do other content on my page. As I said, I'm a musician, so I do 
cover songs and I match them with tarot cards pretty regularly on my page. Oh, nice. And I also I also trained in Reiki healing. Right, right. Um, which I did not uh, fairly recently, but I I do offer that as well. But that's kind of where I'm at and what I do. Wow, that's that's pretty impressive. And Reiki, like you say, that's another subject that I just kind of know the bare bones about. But one of the things that I really like about your content on Instagram is, like you were saying, that daily poll. And you'll do a daily poll for everyone to look at, and you do a bit of an explanation. And I think that's a really good starting point for people who don't know, like myself, to start learning a little bit about it. Some of the people out there on Instagram, like yourself, there's another person I know who does a daily Reiki healing and they basically send, you know, every day sending, sending Reiki, sending love. And to me, that's a real selfless motivation. And I really like the background that you've got because that's very similar to the paranormal sun and, and my journey. So many people have said to me, oh, why didn't you do this years ago? Well, again, we're all busy living life and, and having that confidence to say, I feel that I've got this gift and I think that other people are going to be interested. It's not always easy to do. You put yourself out there. It's very hard. I had a really hard time with it. Kind of, I don't want to say went kicking and screaming into <laughs> it, but a little bit. I am a performer. I've performed for years, but it's very different to do this and be myself. You know what I mean? Course, and yeah. saying like, I'm Timmy this is me and I'm doing a tarot reading or I'm doing Reiki healing for you versus right. if I'm in an opera or a musical or something, I'm just playing a character. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's very raw to be like, this is who I am. Well, and that's no, look, I, look, I fully agree. A lot of people think that I'm this extrovert because when you meet me in person, I'm one of those people that's very generally very friendly, uh, pretty gregarious. But the truth is, that's more of a defense mechanism because I was that shy, bookworm-type kid growing up. I would run around playing by myself, and I had this vivid imagination. So me being out front is more my defense because if I'm controlling the con if I'm the person who introduces myself and everything else, then it's hard to get caught on the back foot, if that makes sense. So I'm totally on board with you oh. there. A hundred percent. And I'm the exact same way. And you know why? It's because we both have Gemini moons. Okay. Interesting. It's the twins, right? So right. I feel like for myself, a lot of the times, yeah, I'm trying to play a character for people. I'm like, who do you want me to be? And I'll just be that. You know what I mean? So absolutely. If you pretend that you're outgoing and gregarious, then you don't have to worry about anybody judging you or saying, hey, why are you like in the corner? You know? Right. Well, um, there's... Uh... Not to get too far off the subject, but there's a book and TV series that they did in the late 70s or early 80s called Shogun. And it was about this sailor who landed in Japan in the 1600s. And basically, the Japanese lady who was his interpreter and kind of taught him about the culture, she said that the Japanese have three selves. One is the one that they show everyone on the outside. One is the one that they show only their immediate friends and family. And then there's the inside one. And like you're saying, it's it's all about playing those roles. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what our sun, moon, and rising signs are too a little bit, right? Your sun is what everybody sees. It's on the surface. Your rising sign is what the people that you know think you are, right? Yeah. And then yeah. your moon sign is how you feel inside. I actually read Shogun in college. Awesome. It, look. I read it when I was probably 22 or 23, and it was just one of those books that 
I'm I'm a big history nerd. I'm I'm one of those people that a lot of people would really probably be bored if they saw what I read and like what I watched on TV. I'm always watching documentaries and that, but I've always since a very young age I've always loved history. And so I was like, oh, medieval Japan, uh, age of discovery. I don't need any more than this. So I started reading it. And then it was only later on that I found the miniseries. And I thought they did a really good job uh, of the book, the adaptation. Yeah, look, again, it's another one of those synchronicities that I find quite interesting. Uh, Folks, when Timmy and I were discussing this the other day, Timmy and I have been friends on Instagram for a while, but we were making our introductions, and I said, I'm JT, my my name's John, but I go by JT, and Timmy said, oh, well, that's funny, because I've got a brother named John, and he goes by JT, so, folks, you can't make this kind of stuff up, it's pretty amazing. It's crazy, yeah, yeah it's crazy, I couldn't believe that, I don't know any other John that goes by JT. <laughs> well, um, mine's a bit of a long story, but uh, I can give the Cliffs notes really quick. When I was growing up, my real father, my biological father, him and my mom were separated. Uh, he'd had a really bad chainsaw accident soon after I was born. So he was addicted to morphine and he wasn't really in a good space. And when I would go to visit him, um, he was always the master of the castle, so to speak. Uh, you know, and his, you know, his moniker around the house was JT. And I always got called JW because my middle name. <laughs> and later on, uh, probably five or six years ago at work, gotten to the point I was really confident in what I did. People in the uh, organization that I worked at, they really valued what I did in that. And so I started feeling a bit more confident and I started signing off my emails with JT at the bottom. And I always thought, yeah, dad, well, now it's my turn. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's kind of stepping up to the mantle into your power. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and it's just it, like you say, though, I mean, I can't. Uh, there are some famous people I know that use the initials JT. But there's not a lot of people, most people either go by a shortened, like they might say J instead of John. But yeah, I, I just found it astounding when you said to me, oh, yeah, my brother's name's John and he goes by JT. And I was just like, wow, OK, uh, this is already yeah. getting interesting. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> All right. So we've given the folks a bit of, oh, one one real quick question. Why did you choose yeah. Ace of Cups as your handle or moniker? Oh, that's a really nice question. So... First of all, do you want this is related? I promise. Do, yeah, of do you want me to sort of explain the system of tarot before yeah. we go into your reading, so yeah, that, that people kind of know what it's about? Because I think that will be helpful in this of situation, course. and and then I'll get back to Ace of Cups. Yeah. So in tarot, there are different types. There's oracle decks, and there's also traditional tarot decks. They're all amazing. They're all super helpful. I use all kinds of decks in my readings um, with clients, but also on my Instagram channel. So, but in a traditional tarot deck, which is pretty much what we're going to be using tonight, there are 78 cards. Okay. Uh, 22 of them are major arcana. That is what they are labeled. They go from number zero to 21. So there's 22 of them, but there's only 21 numbers. Okay. And they represent like big life things, right? I usually describe them as macro events, right? Big picture ideas. Right. And they have a lot to do with your identity and that kind of thing. If you can read the tarot just by using those 22 cards, right? It goes through the whole life death cycle from the fool, which is number zero, all the way to the world, which would be 
death, right? No, and then we just keep repeating this grandiose cycle throughout our entire lives, right? So we have lots of major arcana cycles. Then we have four suits, kind of like in a deck of playing cards. Right. So the suits are wands, which are represented by fire. They are about magic, manifestation, getting things done. Cups, which represent water. Right. Obviously, that one's pretty easy. And cups are all about emotion, love, empathy, intuition, that kind of thing. Right. Swords are air energy and swords represent thinking, mental, intellectualizing things. So that kind of thing. What am I missing? And pentacles or sometimes you see it as coins is our fourth suit. Okay. And that represents the earth. Right. So anything physical, any, it could be your body, it could be things in this physical reality, certainly money, but it doesn't have to be, right? Anything in this 3D dimension that we're currently living in. And uh, obviously the element is earth, right? And then so within the suits, you go from ace to 10, again, kind of like in a deck of playing cards. You can think of aces as the beginning of something, a new moon, if you will, okay. up to 10, which would be like a full moon or the completion of a cycle. Right. And each card has a completely different meaning and connotations and things like that, and many different interpretations, which you'll see when we do the reading. And then there are also four court cards in each suit. Traditionally, they would go page, knight, queen, king. The deck I'm going to use, it uses familial terminology, so it's daughter, son, mother, father, which I'm not crazy about the patriarchal system of that, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so anyways, that's how they're set up. Minor arcana cards, all four suits. I usually talk about them as like day to day things, right? Things that are like action items on these big picture events that are happening in your life. Right. Uh, so that's, that's the system, right? And we will use all of them in the reading. But to get back to your actual question of why did I pick Ace of Cups is to me, Ace of Cups, the meaning that really resonates with me is about starting your journey of self-acceptance and self-love. And and that's so super important. Like, that's what I want for, obviously, myself, because the more you are in tune with and accepting of who you are and embracing who you really are, that kind of energy resonates. It radiates outward to other people, right? So they're feeling your positive energy. Right. Uh, and that can also help them. And that's the journey that I want for everyone I do readings for as well, is that, you are good enough exactly the way you are and you don't need to change to be of value. And to me, that's like the most important message of Ace of Cups. So that's why I picked it. Look, um, I'm very similar. When I was a boy growing up, when I was really young, I remember that old Coca-Cola ad where you got all these kids from all over the world holding hands and they're singing the and and look, I'm the same way. I've I've had my share of strife and conflict in my life, but personally I really just want people to enjoy their life, get on, understand that everyone's journey is different. And I've heard this saying, it's, I've got a few mantras that I've really learned in the last few years that really have helped me try anyway to shape the way that I live my life. The first one is that you can't pour tea from an empty pot, (laughs) which is that you've got to look after yourself as well, you know, you can't take care of people around you if if you're in bad shape, if you're worn out, if your energy's low. So you've got to make sure that you take time for you. The second one is that the best time to plant a tree is 50 years ago. The second best <laughs> time to plant a tree is now. 
which basically mm -hmm. means that, hey, it would have been great if we would have started something five years ago, but don't let that be an excuse not to do it now. And then mm -hmm. the last one that I've only recently saw, but it's just a really good way of putting it, is that comparison is the thief of joy. And when you start, it's the old saying, folks, of you hear keeping up with the Joneses and my neighbors just got a new car, so I have to get a new car. No, you don't. And if we're constantly comparing ourselves to others, yet our journey is different. No one knows what anyone's journey is. We can empathize and we can show sympathy, but we can't live everyone's life. And as I've said to people, the only person who's there for you from the moment you're born until the day you die, every moment is going to be you. So be kind to yourself. A hundred percent. I I second all of that. That's so great. That's Look, I'm I'm like everyone else. I've had my trials and tribulations, and it's taken me a long time to to get to this point. But I, I had a really close uh, individual the other day, his family, and I love him. And he's struggling with letting go and acceptance of things that have gone on in the past. And I've told him, when you see these people on the news and they say, "I forgive someone for killing my son or daughter," or whatever. The forgiveness isn't for the person that did it, it's for themselves because if they don't if they don't get over it, they're going to be bitter the rest of their lives and it it, it ruins lives. I've seen it happen, folks. So by all yeah. means, you know, definitely try and let go if you can of the negative and try and be positive. Yeah, and it's not all love and light. Of course, yeah. we all have darkness, we all have shadow <laughs> sides, and we're working on it. Everyone's a work in progress, but that doesn't oh, yeah. mean you're not exactly where you need to be, where you are right now. And that's beautiful. No, look, I I fully agree and I've been asked this question many times, and the older I get, astoundingly, the answer has changed. And that is, oh, if you could go back and start things all over, would you? And or don't you wish that maybe your life would have you would have been had a bit more of an advantage here or there? Well, no, I don't, because all of the struggles, all the trials and tribulations, has led me to be the person I am right now. And if I wouldn't have went through that, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be me as I am. I would be a different version, and I'm quite comfortable and quite happy with the person I am. I often think about things that I've learned while I'm doing it and I'll go, if you didn't do this minimum wage job, you never would have learned how to do this. Or if you wouldn't have met this person. Or So it, uh, to me, our life journey as people on this planet is just amazing. It's astounding. And I encourage people to enjoy the ride because at the end of the day, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Right. And if we didn't have hardships and things like that, um, we wouldn't appreciate all of the sweet things in life. One one hundred percent. I've been asked that in the past by people, uh, atheists especially, and they'll say, oh, how can you believe that there's anything else with when a child gets cancer at two? And I say to them, look, I don't I don't have the answer. I honestly don't. But I can tell you that in general, that's a really that's a really rough example but in general, why we go through a lot of these things, I feel, is just what you say. It accentuates the, the good times. You, you'll never know what the, the positives, how enjoyable it can be if you haven't been through the negatives. The perfect example is actually Buddha and the story of Buddha being an Indian prince and basically giving mm -hmm. that up when he saw other people suffering because he basically lived in this in this pleasure palace in this kind of mm -hmm. alternate reality where he never saw anything negative or never had to deal with any strife or pain. And again, it's just, it, I guess the other one is that newer movie out there, uh, Ready Player One, that's based off the book of people kind of living in this alternate reality. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. Um, look, this has been this has been a great conversation already. I'm really enjoying this. Um, we haven't even done the reading yeah, yet. Yeah. No, look, these are the kind of things that I really enjoy. And I love listening to myself when I'll tune into a program and you've got those really those awesome conversations that kind of go where they may. I'm obviously I'm quite fortunate in my life. I always say I'm lucky in life. I'm not lucky necessarily. And like, for example, I'm not I'm not the person that that wins lotto. But I've been one of those people in my lives that I've had. I'll make a what seems like a rash decision, and I look back and people go, "Oh, you were so that was such a good move." It's like, look, it was dumb luck. I basically just kind of said, "Oh, what the hell?" I rolled the dice, and moving to New Zealand was one of those things. So I'm really fortunate being on these islands in the middle of the South Pacific. Our greatest problem here for the whole history of the islands has been the isolation. But now with COVID-19, that's actually one of our greatest Look, positives. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing now. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm saying, folks, is that I actually have been affected very little compared to you in the U.S., in Europe, and in a lot of other countries. Timmy, how is this kind of craziness, the COVID and the whole 2020 thing, how has this affected kind of your business and life in general there in uh, New Jersey? Well, I have to say, yeah, I mean, okay, so starting personally for me, I actually kind of, again, echo your experience, which is that I've actually had a pretty good year. I would not have had, I, I'm able to work at home. As I mentioned, I am, I am a music teacher and right. I'm not performing as much, which has actually been kind of nice. Normally I would be very busy this time of year right. doing a lot of performances and things like that, but it's been kind of nice to not do that and to put some extra time into my readings and things like that. Uh, but I'm still teaching. I just had a group of kids do a show on Zoom the other week. I just hosted one earlier this evening. I have students. They're having a recital in two weeks, which is, which is, you know, that's all fine and dandy. So I'm very lucky to have been able to keep my job and I'm just able to do everything from home. Right. Which has been interesting, but it definitely saves me a lot of time. I used oh, yeah. to have to travel back and forth to work. I was spending an hour to an hour and a half in the car every day just to oh, get back you. and forth to work. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of my time back, which has been lovely. And I really like my apartment and my living space and my partner. So yeah. and my cat. So it's it's <laughs> actually been really, really, really nice to have that extra time, all of us together. And I've been doing I always love to cook. I'm able to do that more often. And yeah, it's just been nice for me. Uh, I feel very, very lucky. And even with my tarot stuff, I really feel that I wouldn't have been able to get everything up up on its feet in, from my website to really putting my energy into my Instagram and, and everything right. if I hadn't had this extra time. So I honestly feel very lucky. That being said, it is kind of, can I swear on this show? Yeah, of course you can. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's pretty tame, but I would say <laughs> it is hell, hellscapish for a lot of people. And that's very, very sad. People are very concerned. It's crazy. Things yeah. were, you know, loosening up a little bit in yeah. terms of, of regulations and what we could do. And now everything's kind of going back on lockdown because of the crazy rising cases. I mean, from my perspective, hot take, it was mismanaged. It's yeah. been and yeah. being mismanaged to yeah. say the least. So a lot of people are out of work and, and having the worst year of their lives. So yeah, I, I'm just trying to send out positive energy and do what I can when I can. Um, but I feel very lucky myself. Here's my 
interpretation of what you've just said, uh, simply because going back to what you were saying about the Gemini and the twins, it's really, and again, folks, you know, you can sit there from the outside and go, oh, well, those are generalities and anyone could see that. But this is the interesting bit of what Timmy has just said. Okay, it's the same with me. Now, I lost my job. It wasn't really COVID related. It was that the business I worked for felt that the economy was going to take a bit of a downturn. So they decided to get rid of myself and another senior manager. And so it just happened to occur just before COVID really broke loose. So look, if I wouldn't have lost my, my role at that time, I would have lost it soon after anyway. Now, I've been really fortunate as... You were saying, Timmy, it's the same. I mean, my partner has been really supportive. She works for the government, so her role was always guaranteed. I have a dachshund who is basically a son to us, and he means the world to me. And he had to have major back surgery this year, so I've been able to be home with him. And as he's aged, he's he's 10 now. And as he's aged, you have those moments where you start getting quite sad and you're thinking he's not going to be here forever. And it's yeah. been awesome to spend that time with him to get to see him all the time. And as well, um, I'm quite a homebody. I enjoy my living space as well. And so I've really enjoyed having this time. And I, I don't think I would have got to start the the programs if it would have been life as usual. I, I think it would have just been one of those things where I always would have said, oh, well, I'll wait to have the time to line everything up. So uh, look, I agree. I've definitely found positives in this year as well. And the reason I don't go in the, the the listeners know I don't go into real far depth with politics or religion. The, the only reason that I don't do that on the show is because I don't want people wasting energy on those things. I mean, it's just not the venue for that. But look, I agree. It's the problem that, again, a strength of the U.S., but it's always been an issue is the states have a lot of rights. But that also leads to things like this, like you're saying, there's not one oversight of when you have something like a pandemic and each area is kind of doing their own thing. And it's got to be confusing for people. You know, it's like wear masks, don't wear masks. Oh, yeah. it's fine to be in a crowd of 10, but don't be in a crowd of 100. And we've been very fortunate again here, small country, just over 5 million population. From day one, it's been pretty centralized what you do, where you should get your information from who you should listen to. Uh, so we've been very fortunate here to have a kind of a united front. Mm, yeah, there's just so many people over here. And even yeah. within New Jersey, every <laughs> school is like doing something different, let alone if you go into other areas, then some people aren't, yeah, people are saying, well, you shouldn't wear masks. And so it's, uh, yeah, I actually don't really like to get into politics yeah, either yeah. because I think it's toxic. But exactly. yeah, yeah, that's what's going on here. I don't know. Well, well, hopefully, I, I say it all the time on the program, but hopefully things get back to semi-normality as fast as they can. I know it's really difficult on everyone. Uh, I've got listeners in the UK who are obviously back in lockdown. Uh, we've been yeah. very fortunate here. We've had a few. We had the major lockdown, which was basically only go out for emergencies or to go to the grocery store. And then we've had a few. So our, ours go from level zero was before COVID. So we're at one and we go from one to four. We've kind of spent a couple months in and out of level three. But the reason is our city is a third of the population of the entire country. And mm -hmm. it's the major entry and exit point for the country. So if you would expect COVID to pop up anywhere, it's obviously going to be here. We've right. done a bit more quarantine than others. But again, I'm a homebody. And as long as I don't starve, it's great. <laughs> I don't have, like you were saying, that commute. People think that uh, New Zealand is paradise. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the country. But 
look, we're just like everyone else. We've got our issues, and one of them is traffic, like you say. When I first got here in 2004, I would laugh when people would tell me, oh, the traffic's bad. It's like, come on. It's, this is like traffic at 10 o'clock at night in Southern California. But over mm. the last 10 to 15 years, it, it's definitely gotten worse. You can definitely feel the amount of cars on the road. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So sorry, folks, for, for getting a bit off topic. But but like I say, obviously, this affects all of you as well. So best wishes. And hopefully your year hasn't been too horrid. We're nearly there, folks. And hopefully 2021 is going to be on the upswing. So, Timmy, um, what have you been enjoying out there in the world at the moment, aside from your website and all the great work that you do? But is, is there a TV series you're really enjoying? Are there websites or podcasts you're really liking or a book or uh, movies? Just just anything. Oh, sure. So I th- I had mentioned to you, I think, before we started recording, I actually used to have a podcast right, right. about movies and TV with my partner and another co-host. Um, you can look it up, people, if you would like yeah, to. Yeah. It's very specific to if you've seen whatever we're talking about. It's called Not Just a Movie. Okay. It is on... Um, all the normal places you would find podcasts. Yeah. But um, so yes, and, and my partner went to film school. He's um, currently making a documentary. He's made okay. documentaries before. So uh, yeah, we love to basically. I'm just saying we love to watch movie and TVs. It's <laughs> it's uh it's one of our passions for right. sure. One of the things that we bond over. And I'm trying to think what have I been watching lately? I mean, so many things. We have like rotating shows. But yeah. uh, if you've never seen the leftovers on hbo it's a great rewatch and we just rewatched it we're a really odd nation as far as what we get and when we get it and how we get it i've i've said before that i'll I'll find a program on one of the channels because we've got a lot of kind of random channels that for example like you'll have the travel channel you'll have discovery channel and there'll be a random channel here and it might be called choice and they'll pick up a series from some other the network that it uh-huh. actually aired on. And so oftentimes I'll only catch one episode or two and then it's gone. So I've had to learn to watch at the end of the episode to catch who produced the show or to go online uh. and find it. But I've, we've got a program, we've got a channel here that's called Soho and they pick up a lot of kind of the HBO stuff. And, and I haven't mm-hmm. watched it, but I've seen the leftovers. I've seen the, the ads come on for it on Soho. I feel like you would like it. It's It's kind of like... The idea is it's also, I believe, a novel. I've not read the book, but it's three seasons. It's a nice, like, good drama to watch, but it's it's about the concept of what if the rapture happens, basically. Right, right. What happens to the people that are left over here. Right. And it's, I feel like you would really like it. But, yeah, it's it's great. I highly recommend as a drama. We've also been watching Love on Netflix, which is a great just, like, comedy series about relationships. Okay. And and uh, talking about the paranormal, I this was pre-COVID. I watched the Amazon show Hellier. Have you heard about this? <laughs> yeah, I've heard about it. And many moons ago, I had an Amazon account because I was buying stuff in the U.S. But basically, our import tariffs went from you could import $500 worth of stuff to now, no matter what you import, you have to pay a tariff on it. So I dropped my Amazon mm. account because it was shipping and everything. But yeah, I heard a few others talking about the show and I was like, oh, great. I'll go and it's have a look. great. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. have a look for it. Maybe it's on Netflix. I've heard great things. It's on Amazon Prime, yeah. Yeah, I've heard well, great yeah, things. I've got to track it down. Talk, 
talk to me later. I'll give you I'll I'll give you my my sign in if you want, and you can watch oh, Hellier. That's 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 really nice of you. Uh, and look, it's one of those things that I've heard so many great things about this series, and in fact, there's a few other people who uh, I talk to quite a bit on Instagram that are kind of in the same field, interested in the same things. And I mentioned it to them. They're like, oh, what's Hellier? I'm like, oh, you got to, I've never even watched it, but I'm telling them, you got to watch it. They cover the Mothman and they cover the Flatwoods monster. And it's really hilarious because here I am. I I only know the premise. I haven't seen it. And I'm telling, you know, I'm suggesting that they watch this show. So I mean, it's great. So I watched it around this time last year, actually, but but it, it got me really so it's about them trying to find it starts out them trying to find the kentucky the goblins in the right. cave system of kentucky and then it turns into a whole different thing which i won't spoil if anybody yeah. wants to watch it yeah. but it got me very interested in um like mothman and that kind of stuff and yeah. so which led me into i've been reading a lot of john keel yes also, which is into yeah so i read mothman prophecies like twice and i have like notes in all the margins and stuff so uh, that's what i've been reading yeah look i was really fortunate when i was young we like i say we grew up in the country out in the middle of nowhere we were we were probably five or six miles from a quote-unquote town that was called carrywood and we used to say it was called carrywood because that's what you did all winter was carrywood because it was so cold Basically, that town had a post office, a petrol station or a gas station, and a little kind of corner shop. Any significant town was 25, 30 miles away. So what I'm saying is I was there at home. I didn't have access to a lot of things. But for whatever reason, we had this pretty eclectic, cool library of all these books from the 50s and 60s. A lot of them were paperbacks. And from a young age, I read things like I, I read a lot of John Keel. I, I read... Um, stuff uh there's a i can't remember the author but there was a book called flying saucers are real uh i read some van daniken and all of this stuff i look back at it and i go what are the odds that you would just have these books laying around and those books and that that really kind of sowed the platform for my long-term interest because at that time it wasn't until kind of the late 80s early 90s we started getting things like unsolved mysteries on tv and that because we only had the three networks. We didn't have cable, so you didn't get a lot of the shows that were on other stuff. So, look, that's uh, that's awesome, and I'll make sure that I check that out, um, Hellier. There was a series. I think they only did one or two seasons, and I caught a few of them, but I've got to go back and watch the whole thing. And that one is Project Blue Book, which is based on Project Blue Book about UFOs. Right. And the actor from Game of Thrones that played uh, Littlefinger, he is the man who plays... Uh, J. Allen Hynek. And when I first heard it, I thought, yeah, right. But I watched an episode and I thought he actually did a really good job of treating it seriously, but at the same time, putting his own spin on it. So you're right. There's a lot of really good content out there now. Obviously, with the pandemic, it's been hard for places like Amazon and that and Netflix to keep filming. But yeah, it's you're right. It's a great time to go back and catch some of these series or rewatch them. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean and and I for for sure feel like I got more out of it the second time around and it made a lot of like the John Keel stuff make more sense and yeah, it it's just it was just great. Yeah. There's other stuff in it too. There's like the reason I had originally watched it was because someone was like, Oh, there's tarot reading in it, you're gonna love it. Right. But right. then it's about something completely different. Uh but it's fascinating. Look, it, it it is amazing how those things happen. You get interested in something because of one very specific angle. 
And then you go, well, this is completely different than what I thought it was. But hey, I, I love it. So something that I've kind of known about for a long time, all the way back to when I lived in the U.S., but it's really kind of hit the mainstream in the last five years or so is Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. And uh-huh. Yeah, it's it, it's really become this massive uh, kind of juggernaut. And I mean, I remember listening to it so long ago that it was basically George Knapp. He was this was before they even wrote the book called Secret of Skinwalker Ranch and him being on coast to coast and talking about it. Well, anyway, now I was really excited when I first saw it. I thought it was just a one off, but they've actually they're doing a series. So the people who bought the ranch from Robert Bigelow's organization, NIDS, they bought the ranch and then everything went quiet for a while. Well, this person is a billionaire property investor in Utah, and they're actually doing a series. It's on the History Channel. It's called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. And look, folks, um, anyone interested in this, you should definitely go and check it out because they found some things. I love The Secret of Oak Island. But that show, a lot of it is kind of padded. So every kind of hour episode, they'll rehash everything that happened before. They'll cover over kind of, and and you might kind of get 10 minutes of new things. This show is not like that. There's been so many things that they've found already that I've honestly, I've been astounded by. It's not that I don't believe it or I don't believe it's happened, but they're getting scientific readings of these things. They're getting things on camera. It's, it's really awesome. And, and folks, if you're into UFOs, if you're into cryptids, if you're into any kind of anomalies, anything like that, I mean, it's got something for everyone. It's really an amazing program, and I can't wait for season two to come out. Cool. I have to check that out. I just watched a documentary about Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch not that long ago. And um, this podcast I listened to, Last Podcast on the Left, you may have heard of it. Uh, yes, I've they heard of it. They did like a whole series on Skinwalker like a year or so ago, which was pretty cool. I won't spoil it too much for the folks, but some of the things that they found there, like, well, this series has been on. I mean, they found uh, like RF radiation, basically like they went over, there was a well and it was an old well and it was covered with a concrete slab. And he goes over and he moves the slab out of the way and the radiation meter just massively spiked. Now, he basically had radiation burns. He went to his doctor. They said, you've got radiation burns uh, from this massive spike. They went back with radiation detectors and they had three or four separate ones to make sure there was no uh, malfunctioning devices or anything. And they ended up finding that this was below background levels. They took the slab off the well again and nothing. They put the the reader down in the well and there was nothing. So this Hmm. is the thing about Skinwalker Ranch from what I've heard and what has frustrated people for so long long is getting something to repeat is... It just doesn't happen, and it's almost like there is something toying with people. But I'll, I'll tell you, yeah, look, this is this is definitely one of those that I went into it, and I was pretty skeptical because I thought this is going to be a Hollywood-type production, and there's not going to be a – but it, it was actually an excellent watch. Cool. Timmy, uh, just a real quick question here. Is there any area of what I cover, so basically the paranormal, the unexplained, the mysteries – the paranormal for a lot of people, they think of kind of ghosts and that, but I cover everything, ancient mysteries, uh, UFOs, cryptids, time travel, anything. Is there anything in there that you're especially interested in that's kind of in this field? I mean, honestly, I'm interested in all of it. I've always been very interested in, in of course, like ghosts and things like that. I grew up in a house that was built in the early 1800s, so I definitely have experienced things like 
like normal things like that, like crazy hauntings or anything. But the idea of like feeling someone there and like just right. the history of a place, you know what I mean? Yep. There's a lot of that. I grew up in Pennsylvania. So in the Northeast, it's like very haunted in general. But I also love, yeah, I love cryptids. I really love stuff about time travel and different timelines and dimensions and things like that as well. You know, I, I'm just very interested in all of it. And that's what I find. I mean, I often say on the program to people that not all subjects are for all people, but most people who are in this realm that are interested, like you say, there there are oftentimes things that people never even heard of and they'll go, I never heard of that. And to me, that's been the joy of really doing this program was when I started out, I thought that most of these subjects that I would go over, I would already kind of know 95% of what was going on. Because again, I've been studying this my whole life. But every episode I've done, I found a new wrinkle or something I didn't know about something new, something that's come to light or a different angle. And it, it's been awesome. I, I mean, the the whole premise of my program is yeah, I do cover things like Skinwalker Ranch, but I try and unearth a lot of those kind of things that I've been fascinated by, but the general person wouldn't have heard of. Everyone's heard of, like you say, Skinwalker Ranch. Everyone's heard of Roswell. But how many people have heard of something like the Maurice Moss case that I covered in France, where these this lavender farmer basically thought there was a helicopter in his field. He walked up to it, and it was this weird craft with two entities who paralyzed him and basically went about their business and let him watch and then took off. And you see, like like that case, for example, I found out there was a huge wave of sightings during that year in France and all over Europe. To me, that's been the best bit is that, yes, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of research. But I've learned just as much, I feel, as most of the listeners. It's really been awesome. And like you say, it's such a huge field. There's definitely something for everyone, even if you're skeptical. As I always say, I've got no issue with skeptics. It's debunkers. If you want to be skeptical and go into it with a skeptic mind, I encourage that. It's the people who go in with the premise that I'm going to prove that this is fake. That's what that they yeah. bend. Yeah, they bend information to make sure that it suits what they feel. It's all about having an open mind, right? Like that's what it's all about because, yeah, some of the stuff, yes, you can't prove it that it's true, but you also can't prove that it's not. So you kind of have to have a little faith in that way. I also like, yeah, after I got into John Keel, uh, I'm very interested in that concept of synchronicities and high strangeness. Yes. And I never thought I would be so interested in men in black. I never thought no. I would be into that, but I was like fascinated. And that is all wrapped up into the Hellier show too. So yeah, it, it's great. I mean, I, I actually went, I remember I was in California when it came out. I went and watched Men in Black in the theaters. And <laughs> to me, it's one of those things where I tend to believe that old saying that there's no such thing as bad publicity. A lot of people have made fun of Miley Cyrus for her recent UFO sighting. And they're basically saying she was drugged out of her mind. But to me, the fact that a major celebrity has come out and brought people's attention to the subject, I think that's a net win. I mean, no matter, you're going to have nasty people who come out about any topic, but the more people that are drawn to this sort of thing, and it's the same thing like that that you were just talking about, as far as I'm concerned, any attention for people in general is a positive at the end of the day, because if somebody comes out next week and says, oh, I've solved it all, and, and here's, hey, great, if you can show it, if you can back it up, that's that's great, and I'll be the first one to sit there and read it. Going back to Mulder in the X-Files, how he used to say all the time, I want to believe. It's the same kind of thing. You should have that skeptical mind, but at the same time, stay open. I mean, there are lots of theories out there that I personally 
think, oh, well, I don't know about this one, but I'll at least give them the time of day. It's it's a bit disingenuous of me to sit there and say, well, my conspiracy theory is right, but yours is completely insane. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. One other quick one here for you. This is always a fun one, and I've definitely got my own thoughts on it. But if you could pick one person in any of your favorite subjects that's alive or dead to be your mentor and for you to learn from, who would it be and why? It's interesting. I thought a lot about this when I saw the question. <laughs> and uh, I used to love being in school, but as I've aged... I I feel like I'm much more of a doer than a student, if that makes sense. Yes. Uh, But I do have a a couple answers for you still, because I was racking my brain, and I just kind of, I like to trust my gut. So actually, two people that, I mean, I I feel like I do currently learn from already, not personally, but from afar. Uh, One of the people that really helped me when I was reintroducing tarot more seriously into my life and using it for myself is uh, her name is Lindsay Mack. She runs a website and has like a tarot school thing online called Tarot for the Wild Soul. She has a podcast of the same name. I still listen to all of her episodes and stuff, but she just has a really great, she really influenced the way I look at and interpret the tarot. Right. So she, yeah, she's really, really amazing. She calls it soul tarot and it's not the like, spooky thing that people think it is when you watch it in movie and tv right you know what i mean it's very much about you and inner growth and stuff like that so she's fantastic and i'm continuing to learn from her now and the other is another purse figure that is kind of famous you might have heard of him damien eccles it's it's ringing a bell it's not front and center of my mind but i do believe i've heard that name so originally he was famous because uh, in in this true crime case that happened in West West Memphis, Arkansas, where he and two other young men were un, unjustly convicted for a crime they didn't commit, but while he was in prison, he studied like Buddhism and okay. magic and became like a very powerful, you know, what we would call magician and um he's one of the people that you know reading his books that he wrote while he was in prison and then since he's been out um they obviously released him because they finally admitted that they were wrongfully accused but um he he lectures all over the place he does courses in magic and things like that and he's just very inspirational in the way he dedicates himself to it and talks about it right um so check him out Uh, i mean i definitely would highly recommend the three documentaries it's uh called it's the paradise lost series but that's not really you know but that's not really what he does now obviously um and then the one person that in the music world that really really inspires me and continues to to this day through all of his albums is david bowie he's you know just a magical being i love him so much um and he's always been very inspirational to me and right. continues to be now so yeah uh look david bowie uh i've actually got a real interesting relationship with david bowie myself and the reason i say that is oh. when i was in not personally but my relationship to his music oh, and figured, that, yeah yeah when i was uh in school in the midwest again very straight-laced area and at that time i mean again as a teenager we are so often finding what we're about what our world view is in that and believe it or not there were a lot of different 
musicians at that time that because of the whole makeup on stage thing, I was put off by them. And I've got a really good friend who's a listener to the show who uh, we call ourselves Bastard Brothers because basically growing up, it was almost like we were separated at birth. We don't look anything alike, but we were really close. And my friend Chris, he really got me into Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath, all of this kind of stuff. He goes, you've got to remember, this is like we were talking about earlier, Timmy, you know, this is acting. This is a stage show. Go out and listen to the music. And David Bowie, later on, I mean, when I was kind of in my later teens, like 18, 19, 20, I really started going back and listening to a lot of stuff like Led Zeppelin and kind of 60s mm-hmm. and 70s stuff, which got me really into listening to David Bowie. And like so many people, I kind of knew the hits, but way back when, when um, things like Napster and that existed, folks, um, I'll be honest, it was a lot easier to get like a whole album in a chunk than it was to find individual tracks. So I actually got a hold of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders mm-hmm. from Mars album. And I'm telling you, I probably listened to that album a thousand times in entirety. It's to the point where I can't listen to single tracks. It, you can't control what comes on the radio. Well, there are no bad songs on yeah. that album. Zero. My no. favorite Bowie da- album is uh, Hunky Dory, though. That's Hunky Hunky Dory is awesome. That oh, so uh, I was trying to think of the name of the song, and I should know it. But there's that song about basically people evolving and. Oh, You Pretty Things, I think, is the song. Oh, that's yeah. my favorite David Bowie song. When, when I first really started listening to the lyrics and not just hearing the song, I was like, this is either about other beings or UFOs or this is just an amazing song. And when I really started listening to it, as so often as the case with a lot of these songs, you might hear them, but you don't get the deep reading. For example, folks, for those of you who don't know, Led Zeppelin did a a song, most people have heard of it, called Black Dog. Well, Black Dog is the English polite term of talking about your depression. When people say, my black dog has come to visit, especially men, because men tend to button up these feelings, especially way back when. Winston Churchill used to draw black dogs in his paintings. You know, he would paint a black dog, and that was signifying that his depression was there. Anyway, all I'm saying, folks, is that you hear some of these songs and you don't necessarily read into the lyrics. You just listen to it and you go, oh, that's a really cool song. That song, when I listened to it, I went, wow. And and like you say, I mean, he did the movie The Man Who Fell to Earth. He was mm-hmm. so connected on so many levels uh, and so ahead of his time. And then you look at the, the different things that the different characters he played, although some of them were very controversial, like the Thin White Duke, just the, the way he was all in on all of his characters. It's amazing, you know, that this that's man... an amazing performer. Oh, my gosh. And he just reinvented himself time and time again. I mean, most people are lucky to kind of go through two or three phases as a performer. This guy did, what, 10 or more? It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, and they're all amazing. All of his music is fantastic. He's just, he's just amazing. Yeah, very inspirational to me. And like, yeah, it's one of those artists I feel like really speaks to me. Literally, when I was on Mushrooms one time, I was like, he's talking to me. And it was very moving. That's a funny story, and folks, I'm I'm an open book. I share most of what's happened in my life. There's very little that I keep to myself. Back when I lived in California, we the reason that I ended up coming to New Zealand was that we had a five-month strike when I was working in the supermarket, and that was my career at the time. So everything was up in the air. I was working part-time at a hotel, and it, very much, as you were saying uh, earlier, Timmy, you know, life 
life wasn't certain. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And so I used to do my job at the hotel. I used to come home and the person that I lived with happened to uh, be a horticulturist, let's say. And I would come home and I would sit in my room and I would listen to these uh, Zeppelin albums cover to cover. And I would sit there and I'd uh, go in the room, uh, partake of some cannabis and just listen to these albums. And, and like you say, some of them, yes, the words, but more the, the musical track. It just sounded completely different. And it was like you were saying, it was like it was speaking to me at that point in time in my life. Yeah. Yeah, it's so meaningful. I'm sure everyone out there has got a certain, to me, music, aside from being an art and aside from being a great thing, it is time travel because I'm sure everyone out there, there's a track that you can hear and it will instantly take you back to a place in time when you were younger. There are certain songs I hear and I instantly associate it with a person or a place or a, a time or a, a certain area in my life where I was really positive or, or might have been down. Yeah, it, look, it's it, music is a subject that we could spend a year talking about, I'm sure. It, it is fascinating. And yeah, look, I agree. David Bowie, I really think that he was one of those people who was so far ahead of his time. I think maybe in 30 or 40 years' time, people will look back and go, man, that guy was just so far ahead of what everyone else was doing. They already do, but what I mean is, I think it's going to be that kind of Van Gogh effect where people look back mm -hmm. and go, who the hell was this guy and how did he know so much of this stuff? Yeah, definitely. That's a brilliant answer. And look, I agree. I've always said oh, I'm a, I'm a hands-on learner, but uh, I had somebody tell me a couple years ago, in business, what you should really say is you should say you're a tactile learner. It, ah. means, yeah, it means the same thing. That's exactly what you're talking about, the influence, the way that you see the world and everything else. Those are great answers. And to myself, there's so many people, but uh, one of the people that I've I've always enjoyed the way that he presents these kind of subjects, unfortunately, he's passed on. But there was a gentleman named Jim Mars. A lot of people will go, I don't know who that is. But if you've seen the movie JFK, he wrote, I have. He wrote the book Crossfire, which is what they based JFK off of. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Jim Mars was a really down-to-earth Texas reporter, and everything that I cover, Jim Mars would be the perfect mentor because he didn't limit himself to UFOs or JFK or 9-11. He did everything, and and on top of it, he was a really humble guy, really down-to-earth, and I liked the way he talked to people. He was never condescending. He never talked down to people. He never had that kind of, well, I know the real answers kind of thing, and you're all bumpkins because I'm smarter than you. So, yeah, to me, very similar, like you say. I think that if Jim Morris was still alive and I could learn from him, it wouldn't be so much about learning how to think or learning how to approach things. I think it would be much more just even some of his his life experiences that, that he could teach me about. Yeah, yeah, just like that energy exchange. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, early on when you were talking about the different suits of the tarot deck and that, I don't know what this means, to tell you the truth, but I was sitting here and I was actually getting goosebumps on my skin it's uh really interesting oh. when you were talking about the world and uh, the world and the different suits of the deck and the different cards folks like i say I've, I've talked about it before in the program it's something that i've only recently been aware of the terminology but i personally feel from what others have told me i'm a bit of an empath and i get these gut feelings there have been different programs that I've done where I've got goosebumps while I'm recording them. And I've also been in certain situations where I get goosebumps and I definitely pay attention. If I get goosebumps, there's usually a good reason for it. So it should be should be interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say, earlier when you were talking about how 
you make these decisions and you just like go for it and people are like, that was a great idea later. And you're like, well, I don't know. And that's trusting your intuition, right? That's all that that is. It's just trusting your gut. And that's super important. There's an excellent book that a very close friend of mine and uh, a mentor, a business mentor suggested to me, and I only got about halfway through it. But definitely, folks, go and check it out. You can find the audio book on this. It's called Blink, and it's talking about that gut feeling, first impressions, and everything else. I found it a bit dry at first, but once you get through that first premise, they're explaining why and giving you the background to it. They're basically telling you just, just what you've said, Timmy. Generally, your intuition and your, your gut feeling that first go-to, if you look at it in the long term, if you went back over your life and mapped it out, you would find that probably... 85 to 90 percent of the time you either should have went with your gut feeling or that was the right decision to make so it, it, it is fascinating there's there's definitely been science done on it yeah i mean well what do they say too right your brain is also in your gut right that's super important well this is why me personally i struggle with the whole uh there's nothing more to this universe than us being a bag of meat with a piece of uh, gray matter in our skull and basically, as soon as the brain's dead, that's it. This is why I struggle with this, because I've just seen too many things myself. I've had too many feelings. I've had two NDEs. Uh, my stepfather had an NDE where he was on the operating table. He could see everything that was going on, that there's no way, even if he was conscious, he could have known what was going on. So again, everyone, I always tell you at the end of the day, the paranormal sun's about you making up your own mind. All I'm saying is, to me, we can't just be bags of meat with uh, with some gray matter and some electricity running through our system. I just feel there's definitely more to this universe and that as humans, it's great that we're confident in a lot of our science in that, but there's so much we don't know. And I, I really encourage you to keep an open mind on these subjects. Yeah, 100%. Well, I've got a couple more there, Timmy, that we'll cover over at the end because I want to make okay. sure that folks know where to go and they, they know where to go and check out your website and everything else, and we'll we'll cover that over. But um, if you're ready, I'd really like to get into the reading, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what do you want to talk about? And I'll give you a couple things yep. also to think about. So I usually say, first of all, that, and you everyone can read this on my website if you go, tarot is... Not what they make it seem like in the movies, right? I know I keep what saying is? that, but it's not, you know, no, yeah, right. It's, it's, some people will use it and say, if they're doing like psychic readings with it, will say, oh, I'm going to tell you that you're going to meet this person on this <laughs> corner on this day. And right. like, that's not really what it's for. Right. Um, like I had said before, I really see it mostly as a tool of reflection, self-reflection or for me to help my clients look at things, right? So it's a really good tool. It's a really great system for looking at and thinking about your past, what's going on in the present for you, and like how to make decisions and things like that, and then what you might like to do in the future, right? A lot of people will say, oh, what's going to happen? And I really am a firm believer that while people can have intuition about things or can see a possible future, every decision that we make can change things, right? So that's one future outcome. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe in that. I do believe in seeing, but I also know that it's not fixed. I really believe that there's many different timelines and they're very close together. So if you change one thing about the day that you weren't going to do before, it can be inaccurate. So just always take future things with a grain of salt, but it's really about 
looking at your actions and trying to make decisions or reflect on things. You know what I mean? And it would be great if you have a question to ask. And usually I say don't do a yes or no question just because it doesn't give us a lot of room to play with, right? You're going to get more information from the cards and from the reading if you phrase it as like, how will this affect this? Or what will happen if? Or what can I expect from? Something more open like that. But within that, try to be as specific as possible. So let's see here. Um, let's let's think of a, a question that can be a bit open-ended. Hmm. What sure. will... Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, no, it's, it's okay. Uh, so a good question, for example, may be, let's say, uh, what will 2021 have in store for me? Would 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 that be that, the kind of that's question? That's a great question. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty general, but we yeah. can do general. It's the first reading. Um, do you want like a specific aspect of your life or just we can do general? So really, let's say with the Paranormal Sun, with the program, what, what will 2021 have in store for me as the host of the Paranormal Sun? All right. Great. So I usually like to start out. So while you were talking, I was shuffling the cards and I've cut the deck and spread them out. So and also I will take a photo of the cards that I pull for you. Awesome. And you after this. So uh, I usually start with a card that represents the person, right, to just kind of give us a base. Right. All right. And I have pulled the sun of swords which would be like in a normal a a traditional deck uh it's like the knight of swords that's a court card right Right. um so swords are all about air energy right so thinking mental stuff and knights also are represented by the element of air so i'm seeing a lot of like thinking and working and planning would you say that that's accurate that you're kind of like trying to map out what you're trying to do Oh, oh yeah, definitely. It's one of those things where obviously folks can't see behind the scenes, just like anything, just like a TV or a movie, and they just kind of see the finished product. But yeah, definitely I've got a lot of things that I'm trying to introduce, kind of big plans, things like like this, like having yourself on to do a program like this. So yeah, definitely I've been trying to think ahead rather than going week to week, much more about kind of what's the longer term plan or kind of the framework for what I cover on the show, how I cover it, when I cover it. Yeah. Just watch. And so Son of Swords uh, or Knight of Swords is also like you'll see when I send you the picture, but just to describe it for the listener, it's in this particular card, it is an owl that's holding a sword and like diving down with it. Right. So um, it often represents someone who is like furiously working and just like going nonstop. So just make sure you are taking that time for yourself. Right. right? And you don't have to be like in constant motion. (laughs) Uh, Look, I'm a workaholic. So that's definitely some good advice to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm going to pull one for, like, what are your hopes and dreams for the Paranormal Sun? I'll pull a couple of them, and I'll tell you what they are, and then we'll go back and and talk about each of them. So the next one I will pull is um, any maybe, like, obstacles that might arise. Right. And I got two of cups. Then I'll pull one for, like, positive things to look out for. Oh, that's great. The Fool. And then one more card for, like, you know, 
how to process this, how to digest it, like to the what's the final outcome going to be. Right. And oh, very nice. I got the emperor. So you have a nice mix of minor arcana and major arcana. That's great. Uh, because you want to have like action items to be working on for these like big picture things. Right. So Father of Wands is what they pulled, right, for like kind of what your vision is of things. And right, wands represent fire. Father would be like a king in other decks of cards. So like the most powerful court card basically, right? Wow. And again, so with your with your one that represents you, Son of Swords, you have like double air energy, right? So double mental thinking, intellectualizing. Father of Wands is double fire, right? Because wands represent fire, so wow. magic, manifestation, making things happen. And the uh, element that represents the king quality is also fire. So that's really really great. I think Right. You want to make this your main thing, right? Yes. You're, you're not going to want to go back. to Yeah. So I, I think um, that's very, very clear in this card. Right. you want to be someone that has a following, a leadership role, if you will, like in this community. Right. You want to have a nice big following. Right. And I think this card really represents a type of person that can accomplish that. Right. If you have something to say, if you believe in what you're doing and if you really like do the work, right? Make it happen. That's literally physically working, which it sounds like you are with that son of swords energy, but it's also just putting your intention towards something, trusting your gut and, and really believing that you can manifest this reality that you want to happen. Wow. To me personally, that's pretty much 100% accurate. I've had some people from the very beginning that have supported me. And oftentimes, even at this stage in my life, when I'm first starting something new, I do need that encouragement to say, look, you're doing great. You're on the right path. But as the momentum starts to build, I'm definitely one of those people that once I feel my once I feel my strops, as the saying goes, once I've got the confidence, it's hard to stop me. That's absolutely right. I, it's something I've discussed on the show a few times where I've told people that there's a high chance I'm going to have to go back to work at some point to earn some income, but uh, that that's right. I'm I'm doing my absolute best to to make this a full time thing. It's it's definitely not something that I take on lightly. I don't sit there and just rant on for a half an hour and then release an episode. I mean, the amount of editing and preparation and everything else, folks, that goes on behind the scene. Because I've always felt if you're going to put yourself out there, put out your best foot, present your best package to people. All of that, as far as I'm concerned, is a that's a big hit. Wow, that's that's fascinating. Good, great. Um, okay, so the next one. This is interesting. It is two of cups, right? So the position for this, and when you put the cards out like this for you, and also for the listeners, we call it a tarot spread. Right. I can also give so where there's different um, questions or whatever for each particular card you're pulling. You can also do it for the year ahead where you pull a card for every month. You could do the week. And okay. I also have some suggestions later for people if they want to kind of incorporate tarot right. into their own practice. But so in this spread, um, this card is about like possible roadblocks or right. obstacles and things like that. So two of cups traditionally is the classic like love card, but I really look at it as that things are not gendered and not everyone 
identifies as someone who would be in love with someone or something like that. So it's really about the emotion, about intuition, following your gut, things like that, and any kind of relationship that you could have going on in your life. Do you ever feel, and there's different meanings to every card, so we'll just see what resonates with you, but do you feel like you get kind of a pull back from your personal life ever, whether it's family, other relationships, that it's like a, can be a distraction for you? What I've found with anything, again, just going back to that whole empathetic type thing, is that when I invest in something, I can really drain myself just by putting too much emotion into it, whether it's positive or negative, and then I'll run the batteries dry. So oftentimes I'm one of those classic people that might say, oh, well, I'll just go on um, Facebook and see what's going on. And two hours later, you know, I'm I'm just getting sidetracked and distracted. There are a lot of those things. I, I'm really fortunate because I'm in that point of life where I don't have a whole lot going on as far as responsibilities and places I have to be at a certain time and all of that sort of thing. But what I do find is that sometimes I get bogged down in some of those other activities. I keep saying to myself, you've got to trying to push myself to go. You've got to go and do this. You've got to go and do that to prepare for the show. Look, that's that's definitely uh, valid, I would say. Yeah, I mean, just make sure you have a nice balance, because like I said, you don't, you, with the Son of Swords, too, you don't want to completely ignore those things, because right. that's the bad thing. Also, make sure you are taking time to, like, refresh and rejuvenate yourself, whether it's just with, like, self-care and things like that, but also spending time with, when you can, the people that you care about, right? That's super-duper important. I just right. think this maybe means that you need to find a balance. Right? right. It's kind of echoing that son of swords energy where like, don't forget to take care of yourself, because if you're not taking care of you and your needs, whether it's emotionally or physically, you're going to get burnt out. And then how are you going to be that father of wands? Right. And again, look, folks, many people have asked about the fortunate son. And this is kind of what happened. Uh, it's not that I don't value that space. It's not that I don't want to talk about the human condition and everything that people go through. But Honestly, from an emotional standpoint, uh, the the show was taking uh, a big toll on myself. So even though I'm open and I'm happy to discuss kind of what my journey's been and some of the things I've gone through, it definitely takes a toll. And emotionally, uh, it can be very draining. Whereas with the paranormal sun, there's much more of the structure of preparing for a show, researching everything else, and then presenting for you. I'm sold with that, Timmy, definitely. It's already happened to a degree. So I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, and I know you had mentioned to me, you know, that you do take on people's energy and stuff too. So just make sure you're you're clearing that out and you are making space just for It's it's great to be able to be empathic and feel other people. It helps us relate to people for sure. Right. But you don't want to have that be dragging you down ever. You know what I mean? So you want to do some like energy clearing and make sure you're protecting your boundaries. Right. Energetically. Okay, and then the next card is the Fool, and this is to represent, like, possible good, like, positive things to be looking out for, and this is a great card, right? The Fool is our number zero, so the very first major arcana, right? Wow. Big picture, macro level things, and the Fool is all about just, like, taking a breath of fresh air going out into the unknown, which is like literally what you do in the paranormal, right? Explain, right. trying to explain the things that are not explainable and going in with an open mind and not having any 
outcome attached to it of any kind. And when you have that kind of attitude where you're not putting weight on it in that way, you never know where you could find what you could find and where it can lead you. Um, So I think I think if you just keep that kind of which it seems like you do kind of that like very positive, you just are very passionate about it um, and wanting to go explore the unknown. it, It can really like you know, bring a lot of benefits to you, right? Because people want to listen to somebody that's trying to try to put a positive spin on things and not be so down all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, I, I agree. I, I try and keep it positive. And also, again, I've said it a few times on the show, I'm tired of being told what to think and how to think and everything else. I mean, the mainstream media does a really good job at that for us already. And that's why few people early on, they, it wasn't that they disagreed with the stuff. They were just surprised because they're used to listening to podcasts go, well, this is what it was. And I'm sure it was this. Uh, that's not how I present some of the, let's say it was a UFO sighting. I'll present some of the things that people have said, some of the theories. Now, if they sound really outlandish to me, don't don't worry. I'll, I'll say, look, do you really think it was this? But at the end of the day, the decision is always left up to you as the listener because you're all smart enough. You're all intelligent enough to make up your own mind. That's how I've always looked at these these subjects. No one it's fine to listen to a theory, but no one should be telling you how to think or or what it is or that's that's up to you to interpret. Yeah, so you're the fool and the father of wands, you know, trying to tell everyone else to be the fool also, which is not a negative thing in the tarot. Right. The fool is yeah, be willing to explore the unknown and just go go where it takes you, right? That's great. Timmy, it's happening again. I'm getting goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's quite odd because on a normal day, I can sit here in the studio and I, I won't get them. So, I mean, folks, what I'm saying is this is not because there's been a breeze or something. I'm in an enclosed space. Def- it's not something that just happens out of the blue usually. So. Yeah, you're feeling the energy. It's resonating, which is which is great. That's That's the best case scenario. Okay, and then so our final outcome card, which again, things are always changing. So, but, um, you know, if you stay on this general path that we've been talking about, it is the Emperor, which is our number four major arcana card. And the Emperor is also very, it's actually very similar to Father of Wands, where it's very much about an authority figure or a teacher, something like that, someone who is a leader, like a natural leader and wanting to teach other people, right? And and also is very organized, which it, it, you definitely have to be if you have a podcast, right? Especially like this <laughs> where you're doing like a lot of research. Right. So it's about like having that structure and um, dispersing it and then having people resonate with it and respond to it and then be like, hey, I want to follow you. I want to listen to what you have to say. And that's how you like build your empire. You know what I mean? Um, It's a great card for something like this when you're trying to really like build something up and make it established. So I think that that's fantastic. Yeah, look, I find that very interesting. And the reason that I say it is, again, folks, those of you who know me on a personal level, and again, I'm, I'm always open with the listeners, I've always been a person that when I was young, I had a lot of self-doubt. So through life, what that has allowed me to do is I stay very grounded. I'm not necessarily negative all the time. I'm one of those people that I'm definitely, what I'm saying is I'm not the arrogant type that swaggers around and acts like I know everything because trust me, my friends, um, life teaches me every day that I don't know everything. 
Anyway, a friend of mine, again, one of the very early supporters of the program, said to me in a message earlier this week or last week. Last week, I was quite down because of being Thanksgiving and my parents having passed on and I've only got really the memories of the past. Well, anyway, they said to me, oh, it's great that you're building this community around your program and some of these other people who you collaborate with. And at the time, I really kind of brushed it aside and I went, what community? It's just me and a few people that listen to the show. But uh, this week, I've definitely had more and more signs and different people that I've talked to and people who are coming to me with this stuff to say, what are your thoughts on this? Not just sending me a link, but actually saying, hey, let's talk about this. Let's discuss more. The monolith being the perfect example. What do you think about it? What do you think it could be? I'm definitely seeing that now much more than I was last week. So that's uh, that's a pretty astounding card to me as well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and it's it's very much about like, I mean, you could see it as kind of a father figure too um, to people, right? Because it sits next to the empress, which is right before it. So she's like, this motherly figure and he's this like fatherly figure. Although again, I want to say the cards are not gendered. Yeah. You can be a female and pull anything. You can not identify as anything. Yeah. And it's just about like the divine masculine or the divine feminine, not necessarily gender. Folks, it's like so many things. You, you can't really, you can't use the lens of today on history. And what I mean is when those cards were first set out, it would have been in the 16th or 17th century, at least if not earlier. So of course, back then was as, as you're saying, Timmy, everything was masculine or feminine, basically, because that's how they saw the world. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. But things have changed. So yeah, we have exactly. to change interpretations with that. Absolutely. Of course. Wow, that's okay. quite interesting. Well, so I hope that resonated for you. Oh, no, definitely. It's, uh, again, I know people always say you can read into these things, but there are definitely things there that I feel that you couldn't have known, even even if, like you said, you've taken photos of the cards and all that. But even if you were sitting in front of me, first off, the cards are going to come out the way they come out, just like any random chance. Secondly, uh, there are things that you couldn't have necessarily known anyway. I get the whole thing that people say, this is all a generality thing. But again, um, I would definitely encourage you to look into this further from everything I've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it is, it's not what people necessarily think it is, but it can be very um, impactful and cathartic for people because it really allows us to look at our patterns, look at our situation, and it gives us perspective. Well, and I feel that so many people in life, I mean, you don't necessarily need to be told, okay, so if you're building a house, you don't need to be told that the house must have three bedrooms and the house needs to have a bed in this room and a TV in it, but you would like the blueprints, you would at least like to know what are the steps you need to get there? So uh, I look at this as a very positive thing in those ways. As as you're saying, these are some of the things to look out for. It doesn't mean you do it this way. But as you say, I mean, I'm a firm believer in that as well, that the future is malleable. If it wasn't, then what's the whole point of existence if everything's already set and predetermined? Now, that being said, it doesn't mean that there aren't some things that can have a heavy influence in the future. It just means that yeah, it's not set in stone. Yeah. Well, and I will say, you know, because some people ask me, is it just, yes, of course, every card can apply to basically any situation to a certain extent. But I will say there is something to it, at least from my perspective. I absolutely, and you hear tarot readers do this all the time, like when you're reading for yourself, I'll pull, I'll do spreads for myself, or I, I pull cards for myself every day. Right. And sometimes I will pull a card and it is not the one I want to see. <laughs> I pop it back in the deck. I shuffle the cards again, pull the same card. 
Wow. And then I'll do it. It's happened to me like multiple times. Like it's like the universe is saying, no, this is the message that you need to hear today. Or a lot of times what will happen is I'll drop a card accidentally while I'm shuffling and they'll be like, no, that doesn't count. And oh. then I'll continue shuffling. <laughs> and then that's the card that I pull. You know what I mean? So I guess you can't explain it. One, It's one another one of those things. You can't explain it one way or the other, but I know that it's true. Uh, yeah. And guess what? The goosebumps are back. So um, <laughs> obviously I'm resonating with that. We talked about earlier about uh, Philip K. Dick's book, The Man in the High Castle and the I Ching. Mm -hmm. There was something very similar in the story where one of the main characters, um, he got a really negative outcome and he said, oh, no, this is wrong. I'm going to try it again I, because there's different ways of doing it. There's one with coins. There's one with sticks. And he yeah. basically said, oh, no, I'm going to do this other one. And it came out again. And yeah, so look at that. Definitely. I find that very interesting that there's that old saying. And again, I know this kind of goes to the predisposed future, but there's that old saying that you can't dodge. You can't dodge destiny. It's, if it's if it's bound to be, it's bound to be. So it, that's a very similar thing here, like you say. And I find that interesting because we as people who just know a bit about tarot, we don't necessarily know what goes on behind the scenes. Like when you're doing those daily pulls, it happens all the time. Um, so, and yeah, it's like, you can't, you know, even as a terror, you can't cheat the system, so to speak, right? Well, if the message is supposed to get to you, it's going to get to you. And I'm sure it's one of those things where I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but I would say you agree with this. You very early on work out, well, that's the way it's going to be. So there's no point even trying. I <laughs> just go with it because there's no point in, in trying to bucket. It's going to come out again. Yeah. I mean, I think that is all wrapped up into everyone's darker side and like their shadow I, you know I did realize and it's the best thing I ever did is that you can't run from that you gotta make friends with it there's a lot of interesting cards in the tarot which we didn't really talk about in the major arcana specifically but also the minors that are very traditionally like scary sounding yeah. like death and the well, hanged man yep. and uh, the devil. Yep. And, you know, those are some of my absolute favorite cards. And every time I pull the devil, I'm like, oh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it's reminding me of my own shit. Well, I, I think, like you say, because of especially our Western preconceived notions of some of these things, like the fool, you, you hear people when they think of the fool, they instantly think, oh, this is going to be. Uh, bumbling mistakes or something like that it's going to be something really uh, negative no it's 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 you know every card has a positive side and every card has a negative side and that's why you can use them for any situation you know what i mean so it's about like embodying the aspects of the card that you want to be embodying if that makes sense definitely um on a related topic but a little bit of an aside as i've aged and as i've grown and kind of gone through this life as on our journey as as humans and hopefully moved in a positive path uh look this is what i've said to people people so often say let's say let's take an emotion so anger is really negative well that is true but i look at it much more with a double-edged sword now so me personally i've i've had anger in my life a lot of times but the mirror image to that is passion and if i didn't have that anger in my in the possibility of my my being I wouldn't have the passion that I do for all those things. Like me, I'm a very passionate cook. It's something I've I've really got passion in. I want the food to taste good. I want people to enjoy what I do. 
just like the program. So like you say, I, I look at so many things now as I've aged in life as much more of dual meanings rather than just, oh, no, this is what it only means this. So, yeah, that definitely resonates. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you have to feel all those feelings if you try to bottle them up or push them down. They're going to come out one way or the other, as you kind of said earlier. So you might as well just face it head on. I think every person on the planet at some point or another has been a procrastinator, but there are some things where it's just like, yeah, it's just time to saddle up and ride it out, whatever it may be. Sometimes we've just got to address these things. So look, I fully agree with that. You know, what's in store for the world in 2021? Because that kind of impacts everyone, the listeners and everyone else. Oh, okay. And I know, folks, that's very general, but look. Yeah, we're, I can we're... do that. Well, so I was going to say, I mean, if you check out my Instagram, um, you'll see I do general pools every day for the collective. I do weekly readings. Um, I just did a month ahead spread for December for the different um, uh, elements, the signs, so water, earth, fire, and air. Uh, but anytime I do general readings like this, like I would say, I would say pretty much that, yeah, JT, your reading that I did for you is going to be pretty accurate because I was tuning in directly to your energy. You know what I mean? But I always say with general readings, please take what resonates and leave the rest. If it doesn't speak to you, then it's not for you. But take what works for you and don't worry about it if it doesn't. Okay. Oh, that's very interesting. So I pulled the Hierophant, which is our number five major arcana card. And this is actually, there's this whole thing you can do um, where you can calculate your year card for you personally or for the collective. And it's just numerology, so adding up the dates. But um, so for 2021, you would add two plus, you basically get it until it's one single digit. So two two plus one is number five, which is the Hierophant. So this is actually the card for the collective on this planet for the year 2021 um, already. So the Hierophant is all about learning, right, or finding a teacher. I like to think about, like, if you were if you were reading the tarot 100 years ago or 200 years ago, they would say, oh, you need to find a teacher in your life, someone that's going to be your guru or whatever. I think that that's very old school. Um, It's about taking your own power. I feel like people feel that have felt very powerless this year in 2020. Right. So think about everyone should think about how you can take control over your own life, whether it is studying something new, whether it's taking up a hobby, whether it is doing something that you are very passionate about that's been on the back burner, right? Just find some way to take your own authority back. We can't control everything, right? Especially if you're in the U.S. or whatever. We can't control what's going on with the virus. The vaccine is going to be available when the vaccine is available. Instead of focusing on those really hard, difficult, negative things, think about the things that you do have control over or can take control over. And focus there and your state of mind is going to be so much better. Physically, you're going to feel better. Like everything has to work together. So don't worry about what you can't control because you can't, you cannot control it. Worry about what you can do something about and do it for you, not for someone else. I mean, if I was reading a self-help book or an advice book, um, that would be, I would believe that an author wrote that. And here it is a, yeah, this card that's come out. So that's amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's very interesting that it's like a double hit because it is literally the year card for 2021. So. So look, Timmy, this has been amazing. I've really enjoyed it. And first and foremost, I just wanted to say you're welcome back on the Paranormal Sun at any time. If you'd like to oh, come thanks. back. If, yeah, if there's I would anything. love to. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. And, and it doesn't, uh, obviously I introduced you and, and, and brought you on to talk about some of your gifts, but you're welcome to come on to discuss anything. I, I personally hate that pigeonholing thing where people say, oh, well, you're this expert or you're that expert. We all have many skills and many joys in life. It's like an author. It must be terrible for an author to always be referred to. Oh, you're that guy that wrote this book. There's so much more to yeah. life than just one thing we've done or one thing that we uh, we focus on. Uh, folks, uh, I just, I'm going to ask Timmy now, tell us about the readings and where the listeners find you. Uh, I know you've gone over it before, but I want to make sure that they know where to go to and how they can support your work. And uh, look, folks, I definitely think that this is worthwhile to me. I think I've learned a lot in this uh, reading. So I think it's something that you should definitely explore further, uh, even if it's just to quote unquote disprove it. Do yourself a favor and check it out. Tell it, tell us a bit more. Again, Timmy, just uh, let us know your website and everything else. Yeah, sure. So you can find me on my website, which is aceofcupsreadings.com. I do have some availability up there if you want to book through that. If you're in not the U.S., the times might be weird. So you can always direct message me on my Instagram. I take bookings through there, too. My name is Ace of Cups Readings. And even if you just want to check out my profile, as, as JT said, I do daily readings every day and like a little short video every day. I do weekly readings for the collective. I do um, monthly readings. I, I have a lot of other content I share on there as well. I do cover songs where I sing and play and I talk about the tarot. Um, so I offer tarot readings in 20 minutes, 30 minutes or 45 minute chunks. So if you know, you don't have a lot of time and, and they're priced reasonably as well. Uh, I also do do Reiki healing as well. So you can direct message me about that if you're interested in learning more. And I also teach tarot lessons if you're interested in learning about the tarot and reading the tarot. So you can find all of that on my Instagram. Nice. And as always, folks, I'll have links to Timmy's Instagram and website in the show notes. I always make sure that there's a link there, Timmy, to make it easy. If people are listening, they can just go in the show notes and click on the link saves uh, in this day and age everybody likes things to be nice and and easy to access but i've done it myself so many times i've listened to a show and i know it's in the notes but i'm like what was that person's show because i'll just google it you know on the phone or whatever so um, i find it handy to have it in both places and, oh yeah and definitely look uh timmy it's again it's one of those synchronicities one of the things that i talked about before that i definitely want to explore in the future further is reiki healing and it's one of those things that i know only a little bit about it and i'd really like to have someone on to explain it and go through it so i definitely welcome you back at, at some time to go into that as well very cool yeah i would love to come back and talk about reiki and i could even do a general some like sense well i guess it's kind of boring i could talk while i do it but like send some reiki energy to your listeners while they're listening um that would be great i just finished up um doing like a black friday cyber monday sale i do offer stuff like that sometimes so check my instagram page uh, I'm sure I will be having some specials over the holidays. Readings make make great gifts for you, and they also make great gifts for others. So, no, look, I agree. It's something different. It's something interesting, and it's something that you're going to get value for money 
buy someone a DVD or something. Uh, you might not know if they like it or if they're even going to listen to it, but doing something like this, uh, it's definitely about you. And it's, as you were saying before, it's about taking that time for yourself, some self-care. It's something to focus on you yourself, get these questions asked. And oftentimes, like I say, folks, you might not be comfortable doing something like this where you're doing it on the air, but this is why it's great. You can go check out Ace of Cups and get your own reading for yourself and then see what you think, you know, as always at, on the Paranormal Sun. You be the judge. You make the final decision. Timmy, it's been great having you on. I really appreciate you taking the time and for you doing those readings. And like I say, anytime, you're always welcome back. And as we move into the new year, uh, let's see how accurate the cards have been today as far as that uh, as, as that poll. But I think that uh, they're going to be pretty accurate. I hope so. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I had a really great time. Oh, thank you, Timmy.